Demario is the manager of Atlas Salon on the H Street Corridor in Washington, D.C. His journey started off before cosmetology school and during cosmetology school realized that he did not want to be a hairdresser and decided to go into the business side of things. While it's not a road taken very often, it is a road that many of you in school have actually mentioned that you'd be curious to explore. So today we're going to hear about how he became manager and why he loves it and why he loves Atlas Salon. Welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and today I'm with Demario, the manager of Atlas Salon on the H Street Corridor in Washington, D.C. Demario, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate awesome. it. Absolutely. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, so, I, uh, I, you know, everybody who doesn't know... Um, Eight of the H Street Corridor in Washington D.C. It's a it's a pretty cool hip place, and it's uh, still growing. Would you say that that's that's right? It literally all the time. I will say, uh, with the pandemic happening, some things closed, but we have new things opening um, as we speak right now. Um, to take the place of some of the restaurants and things that did close. It's a lot of new developments um, in housing and all those things. So it's constant flow, a constant flow of people coming to the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a pretty cool part of town. I love, I love going out when I'm over in that, that area. So, yeah. So, so I, um, we were talking a little bit before the show. So just to up, uh, get everybody up to speed, who's listening or watching, watching, uh, would you tell us a little bit about your journey that, like you mentioned, you started bef- started in, in, in a certain path before going to cosmetology school? Would you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so my degree is in fashion merchandising and design. Um, I went to college in North Carolina, which technically is not the best place to go get a fashion degree. But merchandising was... Um, the main part of that. So it's all about marketing and business and business laws and trade laws and all those things. So, um, and knowing your guests really and how to identify their needs and things like that. So um, that's really where I excelled. So even if I were to still be in fashion, I probably would be more on the business side of it. I will, I know how to design all those things, but that's not really my strong point, but um, I left there and moved to D.C., and I immediately started cosmetology school with the thought of it being another thing that would help me get to where I wanted to be in fashion. Um, the idea was to be an editor, and so I wanted to be able to tell the stylists what I wanted them to do, um, from makeup to hair and wardrobe, and I just felt like it would be good for me to know what they could do, the limits of that myself, so... That's really what. Is that how you ended up in cosmetology school? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? At first, I started going to like Nordstrom events and things like that just to see, you know, uh, insert myself into the community. And then I was like, but I've always wanted to go. Um, And so I went. (laughs) Cool. So, so at what point in time during cosmetology school, uh, I mean, did you know from the beginning that you didn't want to work behind the chair or did you, were you open to the idea and discovered, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So I basically knew the whole time because I love knowing the guests, but not necessarily working with the guests to achieve like a look. Um right. It's never really been my thing. I don't really 
enjoy it. I always tell the um, the artists here, I don't know that I'm built to do what they do. The amount of attention and care that they have to give, I don't give that in the same way. And I enjoy that. Not having to do that, I'll say. Gotcha. So, I mean, I have to say, like, the thought of having a manager and someone who understands what just what it takes to do the job as an operator would be nice as opposed to someone who has no idea who thinks they know, but they have no idea. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, so, so let me, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, that journey. So you go, you're in cosmetology school, you, you, you're like, you're going through it. Uh, did you fin- Did you go through the whole thing and finish or did you kind of get your experience as much as you needed and then move on from there? No, I definitely finished. I was the first to finish my class. I never missed a day. Wow. Um, I was about, I was about that life. It was, um, it was hard. It was definitely a challenge, but, um, I think I took a traditional path as if I was going to actually be a stylist. I, um, while in school, started working at a salon as an assistant. After school, I continued to do that. Um, and then I went to work at a spa because um, they also had had that. But I started to do the manage the managing of the front desk. And so I was like, mm, I really like this. And then I stopped doing that and went back to be a, a, an assistant at a high-end salon because I wanted to see if I really was like letting, I didn't want to let it go if it really was meant to be. So I went back and did that again. I was like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't like this okay. again. But then I went back into management. It's just always been my thing. I like the business of it. Something about like how it runs and works and operates is just a little bit more fun than me. And I think it's still creative. You don't have to be, it's not, it's not your mom's or your grandma's business type of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so that's cool that you, uh, you decided to give it a, give it a couple of goes of, you know, doing, doing the, the operator side and, um, okay, cool. So if, uh, if you were going to like, if you're going to talk to somebody who is like in cosmetology school and they're, they're trying to figure out like, maybe, maybe they too aren't really into the, the craft side, or maybe they're wondering if they want to get in the business side as well. Uh, do you have any like sort of thoughts on, on, on one, one being able to do both, um, and then, and then two, like if somebody is, you know, cause like what I liked about what you said was like, I didn't want to give a, give it up without like trying. That's kind of what I heard. Um, so I feel like, I feel like that message is pretty awesome. Uh, cause I do talk with a lot of students who, uh, have, they're like thinking about giving up and they're like, not sure that it's for them. Um, so what would you have to say to somebody who's thinking like, maybe, maybe doing hair behind the chair uh, isn't for me. And, and I'm, and I'm sure with your exposure to the fashion world, you understand that there's a lot more, uh, than just doing the hair or managing or running a salon. So you got any, um, any, any, any thoughts or, or things to say about in that regard? Well, I definitely wouldn't give up. I kind of feel like don't waste your time. You're there. So finish. That's just kind of my attitude about it. But I also feel like 
within a cosmetology um, certification, there's so many other things that you could do. You don't have to just be behind the chair, um, but it's the same way with like a fashion degree as well. Like you don't have to just design clothes. Like that's not, you're not, you're only limited by what you assume you can do. Um, so I definitely would would encourage them to finish, but um, I think it really just depends on the person and what they want. Um, I'm the type of person that believes that you fail by not trying. So, so why not? What? Why not finish? Really, it's, I think that would just be the best advice that I would give, just to finish and see see what all comes about. Um, also, don't be scared that if you try something, like you have to stay there forever. You can always go back. You can go forward. You can maneuver, make a left, make a right, and just really see what works for you. I'm constantly trying to figure out, um, like, I enjoy the management part of it and being at Atlas. Like, I really love being at Atlas, um, the salon that I'm at. But, you know, I'm always thinking, how do we incorporate something new into Atlas, bring something different um, switch something up, change it around. Is it working? Is it not working? Am I still fulfilled? Am I still satisfied? So it's a constant reimagining of what I want to do and how I want to do it. And I just feel like don't limit yourself, really, is like the main advice that I would ever give anybody. Like, keep going. That's <laughs> so good. Step just step by step. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Like, follow through and... Uh, you know, be open to like things happening and like, you know, the whole thing about it could go left, it could go right, like whatever. You never know what's going to happen. So don't, and I love what you said, don't buy it. You can only fail by, uh, what did you say? Fail by not, not completing or, or giving yeah. up or something like that. Yeah. You, I mean, honestly, and I, that's the other thing about like, you kind of just have to try. And I feel like by showing up, especially in this area, um, the, the hairdresser community, cosmetology community is, is small-ish. It's large, but it's small-ish. People know each other. Um, and you really build contacts that way. Um, and I, I feel like personally that people really look out for each other. So, um, if there is something that you're interested in, there'll be somebody there that might be able to guide you along in that, in that process or bring you into where they are and, you know, mentor you and all those things. I will say most of the advances that I've made in my career have always been on contacts. I just showed up and, you know, did my best. I love that. Thank you so much for saying this (laughs) message is a message that I just, I love hearing. Um, okay, so I'm just going to kind of take a little turn real quick. And mm-hmm. uh, I would like uh, for you to give us an idea of, you know, someone thinking about getting into management or opening a salon or, or, or a stylist who is trying to get an insight to, like, whether they should work at a salon or not, uh, or they should be independent. Uh, I think it's important to deliver, to keep people uh, informed about what goes into running the salon outside of dealing with the hairdresser, dealing with this customer and the, you know, like give us a little day in the life with DeMario. (laughs) Um, So it really does vary 
every single day, depending on what's happening in the salon. Um, I would say the constants would be, like you were saying, um, so there's overhead and things like that that are constantly being thought about. Um, so it would be, you know, paying your stylist, maintaining the products and the inventory. Um, I deal with everyday um, responding to emails and phone calls and inquiries about the salon, whether it be booking an appointment, somebody's trying to find out something from the business side, um, like advertising or anything really in that regard. But typically I come in every day in my, in our salon, we go over numbers every day because it's important. We try and talk about the monthly goal where we are in that percentage um, as it pertains to sales, retail, rebooking, all of those things. Um, because every hour is broken down into how much it costs for us to operate for that hour. So we want to always make sure that we are, um, you know, utilizing the hour and the time that we have as best we can. So um, to be as profitable as we can. And I know a lot of people are like, for some people that's a bit off-putting because they are so focused on being creative for that hour. But in order for you to be able to be creative, we still need to be, we have to make a profit in order for you to, to, to facilitate that for you. So that's really what I'm thinking about a lot of the, a lot of the time, but everything about that goes back to focusing on the guests and the guest experience um, while in the salon maintaining the salon, making sure that it's clean and all of those things. I really have a very hands-on uh, day as it pertains to the salon. Like I don't just sit in the office. I'm answering the phones. I'm sweeping the floors. I'm transitioning, station, transitioning stations, doing the laundry, um, working on numbers, responding to emails. It really just depends on whatever I, I deem most important that day, prioritizing tasks, really. Um, but it really is everything. So, uh, first of all, I love that you just said that uh, you help out with the actual um, client flow of like the sweep of the floors, transitioning stations and stuff, because that's nice to hear. Uh, that That's just like a little extra help that the operator gets. Uh, so, how many hours a day or a week would you say you spend dealing with retail and inventory and color orders? <laughs> um well i was actually doing that today um okay. so a lot um it's about because so i will say i place an order or orders every about two weeks is okay. is my goal to make sure that we always have products but then in the meantime it's doing inventory counts and um discontinuing certain products as that's happening with the lines that we're using now and bringing in new lines, doing SKUs, putting in maximum and minimum so that we can actually place the orders, um, keeping up with the companies that we get our products from and what their timeline is for the products that they're using. They're introducing new color lines and things like that, making sure that we have those things, keeping in good contact with them. Um, I would say it really honestly, because now I have it down pat, so it kind of doesn't take but so long. I would say maybe like, I don't know, 
it might take like a, a day out, out of my week. We work nine and a half hour days. So, okay. So a day every week or a day every two weeks? Um, every week. Okay. Because so we'll sub- I'll submit the order and on that same day I'll do an inventory count and go through all the products that we have and adjusting things. And then the following week I'll need to get the purchase order and put gotcha. that in and do another inventory count just to make sure everything is still clear. And okay. So all of you aspiring business owners or managers, uh, just hear that one day out of your week is going to be spent <laughs> doing, not doing hair. Okay. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very important though, because at least for us, you know, it's a part of how I, when I was in school, it was something that was taught that you, that product sales are important. It's how it's another way to continue business growth. And so we take it very serious here. And so if we want to push our artists to sell products, we need them to have them. If we want them to push them to the guests, they need to be able to demonstrate them. So it's not, it's not a frivolous task. It's not, oh, we might have it. We might not. No, we're going to have it if, if we can help it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, there you go. I, okay. So that's huge. I mean, a whole day out of your week to do some back to do office stuff. And then just like, so throughout the rest of the week, um, you're, you're, you're just like, I mean, I imagine uh, answering phones and emails uh, takes up a lot of time. I'm assuming, is that accurate? Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm aware of that personally because I work with uh, the front desk and I ha- I do w- do some of the managing in the salon and uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And that's not even like welcoming guests, checking them in, oh, sitting them down and taking them back. It's a completely <laughs> different task, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do that too. It is a lot, especially because um, Typically, salons aren't open every day, so then you have to go back. And I open the salon up for the for the next week, essentially. So I'm going back through everything that we missed and doing all those readjustments. But at the same time, I am with the front desk group that we have, um, trying to help them get through those calls and questions as well. So it's just it's never ending. Awesome. Never. awesome. Uh, okay. So, um, so I think that's good. I think you gave us a little insight into what it's like to take a, take an alternate career than the standard go to cosmetology school, go into the work behind a chair. Uh, you also gave us an insight to um, what it's like to be a manager. And you also give us a little insight into what it's like to be, to you to be the manager, like you as a manager, not just like the managerial tasks but you as a manager too um so i think that's a good way to like kind of segue into just like real quick before we wrap it up um i would like to hear about like how you ended up at this alison oh but first like where did you go to school college or uh, cosmetology school oh i went to aveda aveda where in dc in dc okay cool <laughs> awesome uh just got care i was just curious um no. Is is that still open? Is the DC Aveda still open? The DC one is not. They switched it to somewhere in Virginia. I yeah. Know. Okay. That's what I Virginia. thought. Oh, okay. So, um, all right. So, tell us a little bit about how you started working at Atlas. Why you started working there, and tell us a little bit about why you love it. But like, give us kind of like an overview. And uh, next time we talk, we'll do a deeper dive into into Atlas the salon.
So I started working at Atlas because I met the owner before she opened. She was working at a salon um, across town in DuPont. And we met, I was working in the front desk really just to help out. <laughs> I really was not there for very long. And I, I had another job. I was managing the front desk at a spa. And so I, um, I was just like, for extra money, I'll come and help. And so she kind of recruited me in that way. One of her guests came in and was like, you should keep him. And so she asked me to come and here I am. But honestly, the reason why I love it so much is just the, um, honestly, it's the environment that we created here. We, we strive very, 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 very hard to make a, a place where the artists have a good work-life balance and they feel heard, they feel seen, they're encouraged constantly. Um, and the arguing and what I think some people feel like a salon can be, um, we don't do that here. So it's really just an all-around joyous place to be, which is why I love it so much, yeah. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So like good environment and you like your boss. I feel like those are two of the most important yeah. things. She's great. <laughs> She's great. She's one of the best, seriously. Yeah, she really, really is. <laughs> Love that's her. good. That's good. And um, and what do you think uh, the kind of secret sauce is to like your, to like two things, to one, to your ability to, uh, to provide like uh, your service to the business and to the team and the secret sauce of like, you know, a little bit of little bit of teaser on what it's like as uh, like to be part of the team. Um, I think for me, I'm really good at multitasking, but I also feel like it would be a lot of really good communication. Um, I'm a point person for everybody in the salon. Everybody talks to me. Um, so it's really being able to continue what it is that I'm doing, but not make people feel like I'm not actually listening to what they're saying. Because sometimes I'll be in the middle, like we said, of sending an email or I'm running doing some sort of a task and I don't really have the time to stop, but I don't want them to ever feel like I'm not listening to them. Um, other times when I have the time, I will just completely stop. Um, but I think a lot of times people don't feel heard. And I think that's something that I've learned here, especially throughout the pandemic. People need to feel like you understand where they're coming from um, and that they feel seen and that you then it's not it doesn't just fall on deaf ears. Like you say, okay, and then nothing happens about it. So it's about taking what they say and communicating that to Claire, who's our owner, or um, or facilitating that myself, however I can. But it really just is about making sure that everybody is as happy as possible within um, the scope of maintaining the business. <laughs> so, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. That's good. All right, cool. Well, um, I think this sounds great. Um, well, I just like to uh, wrap it up with a laugh and uh, ask you if you have what is your most embarrassing moment in the salon. If, if you know, some people say they don't have an embarrassing moment, but but I always follow that up with: Is there ever a time where you did something where you kind of look back on it and laughed? 
I so not really not that I can think of, not anything embarrassing. I'm not really the type of person to be embarrassed like that. But I mean, I mean, we all mess up sometimes. So I will say, like, because I can be so busy sometimes, I will tell a guest that I booked their appointment because I'm trying to just move to the next phone call or something like that and forget that and then yeah. book somebody immediately in that same spot and that actually happened the other day but we were very fortunate in that one of the people did not show up and the other oh. person <laughs> so it's, like, it's, <laughs> it just worked out in my favor like that sometimes had they both shown up I had a plan so yeah. it was like it was all because I was like I don't remember who I booked so um let me figure this out real quick um <laughs> But yeah, it worked out in my favor, 100. So All right, so. there you go. That's awesome. You know, I think it's great when, uh, you know, we all make mistakes and uh, we can laugh about them later and uh, yeah. learn from and them. We all, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. You kind of just have to be like, it happened, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And next time we talk, we're going to dive down into, you know, Atlas Salon and uh, get some of the details for people who might be interested. All right. Thank you. All right. And if you're listening on podcast, please give us five stars and follow. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Okay.